Hello and welcome to the All Walks of Art podcast. I'm Michael Worth and currently in the studio with my always entertaining, somewhat of a bad influence, a man they call the Ayatollah of rock and rolla, the incorrigible and downright sinister little hater of everybody named Dan, my friend, Paul Ramey. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good. You got me. You got me at that <laughs> no, one. Oh, did I get yeah, yeah. And I've been working on that one. That, that took me a little bit of time. All right. If you stumbled on this podcast, stick around and listen. Become a regular. I'd love for you to do that. The All Walks of Art podcast is a show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. On today's episode, Paul and I learn what pyrography is. And what exactly an artist who does that does, I guess. That's probably the best way for me to say it. I don't know what it really is. I mean, I kind of do. I looked it up. I mean, I had to, right? All right. So we discover what drove our guest out of the great north and into the wilds of northern Tennessee to make art. We sip on some tasty beverages and talk shop. So without further delay, let me welcome to the show our very special guest, pyrography artist, Jackie Lewis. Hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> we are good. Doing it's good to have you on the show today. Yes. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. coming. You're. We are <laughs> We are doing this over the internet for folks who, who don't know. We, uh, we're we not all in the studio together. So uh, it's... Uh, doing our social distancing. Yes. States away. Exactly. And this is hard for me because <laughs> I like to look at people when I talk. So, you know, the whole listening thing is... I don't. I, I wear weird. a blindfold when we have a guest in the studio. <laughs> I don't like I to look my, at anybody. Pull my masks over my eyes. Yes. So I yeah. I, I leave Paul in the closet. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's a topic for another. That is another topic. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my, uh, when I told my mom I was going to do a podcast, she was kind of confused. and was like, oh, well, what are you going to wear? And I'm like, oh, probably like my pajamas. And she's like, what? And I'm like, they don't see you. She's yeah. like, oh. Yeah. So, I mean, and now I guess I've been educated because my husband's like, no, there actually are podcasts where you can see people. And I was like, oh, I just thought they were all audio because all the ones I listen to are audio. <laughs> Audio. Like I didn't know there was like a video podcast. So yeah, I guess, I guess I've learned my lesson. <laughs> we talked about that. We had a couple. I did. I did one with a friend of mine uh, a while back, and and we've talked about doing more video with ours too. But that's that's for another time. That's a whole new thing. Nobody wants to see this. No, Trust they me. don't. Yeah, we're we're a mess. Uh, researching for this show, I discovered Clarksville is named after the uh, the General George Rogers Clark, the Revolutionary War hero and brother oh, yeah. of. William Clark, the famed explorer of the Lewis and Clark expeditions. Oh, really? Yeah, and I didn't know which, that. And, and where Lewis is, so this is where we right. were meant to be, right? Exactly. I mean, how <laughs> fitting is that? I mean, I I was going through it going, my mind is blown. <laughs> there <There's>, it is. <laughs> there's actually a lot of history here, and it was kind of funny. My One of my bosses, um, before I moved down here, he was like, where are you moving to? Like Clarksville. He's like, I thought that was just like a song, Last Train to Clarksville. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's a real town. <laughs> um, well, and, and, and for all I know, that song might have been written about this song because we do have an army post here. So I, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You're I, close to Fort Campbell, aren't you? We are Fort Campbell. We cool. are home of the uh, 101st Division. What, Division. Cool. what part of the so, state is that in? We are about as far north as you can get. We're literally at the state border here. So Fort Campbell actually overlaps the state. So part of it's in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and then okay. the other part of it's in Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, we are about, eh, I'd say about an hour northwest of Nashville. 
so not too far, yeah. but you know, it's kind of comparable for where I moved from. Um, I moved from the western suburbs of Chicago, so it's kind of similar as I moved, you know, from outside a large city, mm-hmm. you know, to a smaller town, and kind of the same setup here where we're an hour away from a large city, so. And yeah, both Clarksville cool. and my hometown are both river towns, little river towns. So oh, kind of yeah. semi feels like home sometimes. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so yeah. we have to say, because this show is kind of like a, a lounge atmosphere, I, Paul's looking at a, a boatload of drink glasses and a couple different things. I'm, I'm kind of throwing it all at him. I'm really going to hurt him today. <laughs> what are you drinking, Jackie? <sighs> Well, you know, I didn't have a lot of creative booze in my in my closet here, so I just pulled out the the, the good old Jack Daniels number seven. Is what we had. Awesome, that's that's, wrong with that. that's fitting. Tennessee whiskey, yes. <laughs> so we're going going Tennessee whiskey here. Awesome, some Jack awesome. and Coke. Oh, that's very good. That's actually one of my favorites. I have is Jack and Pepsi is good. No. Ugh. Did you even say I, that I'm, out loud? I'm not a I'm not a Pepsi person, so I definitely would have to say no. But. Can you can you tell a difference once yeah, the Jackson can? Yeah, yeah, you can. Is there another cola that's good? What about root beer? No one ever mixes root beer Ew. with drinks. Yeah, I, I did think about it. I got some A and W downstairs, but I was like, yeah, I don't. I'd think like so. to try. I think I'll try that. I'll try that on yeah. podcast. All right, all right. That's this. Whatever, Mike. Suck me. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we've got Vikings blood. Yeah, it's this from. Suck. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It's a uh, it's a Nordic honey wine oh, uh, made with hibiscus hops added, uh, hibiscus and hops added. I should say it's a nineteen percent alcohol by volume, so it's you know like a wine. What's a it, hibiscus? Do you even know? It's a plant. What? It's a flower. Yeah. Yeah. And That's like, all I need. In to Hawaii, know. they're <laughs> yeah. they're beautiful. I make hibiscus flower necklaces. Oh, yeah. you do? See, I do. See, there's a reason for this. <laughs> Ties it all in. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. It's like I planned it. I didn't really, I didn't know that. I really didn't. And hibiscus tea. I mean, I've gotten into tea since I've moved here and that's actually really good. That's a real thing. Really? I didn't know that. What's it taste like? A lot of times they kind of combine it with like citrus and some other flavors, but it's, it's good. I don't know. Like all the places make it differently. I've had it where it's really, really sugary, super sweet. And then other times it's just very mellow. So I think Mm. it just depends on the blend and who, what they're (laughs) mixing it with. But I, I tend to like it. I'll try that. Good. That's very good. I had, I'm going to try that. Now, this this pours. It doesn't look like Viking's blood. It's actually called Viking blood. I keep calling it Viking's blood. Let's get this over with. Paul, you're not going <laughs> to like it. I'm not going to give you very much. Take that's, that Take that oh, one. Oh, that's all right. And I'll, t- I'll trade you glasses here. We're pouring, for everybody listening at home, we're pouring a very small glass for Paul and a big glass for me. Now, now the... <laughs> It's a cool looking bottle. <laughs> it is. It's old timey. It is. It's from uh, Denmark. So, I mean, it actually is imported to the U.S. from Denmark. Um, so, it came over here by boat or plane, you uh, imagine? I would say plane, most likely. It Airplane. definitely did not come by train. No, it did not. Or <laughs> we don't We don't have a tunnel yet doing that like like we would like. Um, no, I actually like how it smells. It does smell really good. I, I kind of think you would like this because it's, it's not something you is would Is it room like. temperature? No, it's not room temperature. It's a... It's, uh, it's chilled. I'm not very chilled. It's probably about 40 degrees now. I don't have All that. right, I'm going to try this. We'll right, see how it is. And, and he's throwing Jesus. it back. He's he's looking at it. He's not real sure. That was a good so little So is drink. that technically a, a wine or a, a craft brew? Because you said hops, but you also said honey. Yes. It's kind of the old um, 
method of how uh, they would make an alcoholic drink in Europe. Oh, hell yeah. See there? You found something you like. Is it better than Doom Pedal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is like really like it's good and freaking terrible at the same time. It's wild, man. It is. It's like it's got like a really good taste. And then it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like this. It's I kind of like this. Some some uh, proponents of, well, I should say some connoisseurs of mead will say it's I a little bit say. too boozy, you know, and I don't think it's very boozy. I think it, it is kind of high, but um, I like it. I like that boozy punch. There is an alcoholic uh, yeah. punch to it there. Yeah, Man, yeah. This, it, this is not bad. To answer Jackie's question, though, it's it's kind of a wine. I would I would call it a honey wine, but it, yeah, I believe like a, like a mead. Yeah, yeah, it's a, definitely a mead. It's that is mm-hmm. what it is. It's a mead. What makes a mead a mead? Uh, honey, really? Yeah, it's like a honey wine. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of brewed like beer. I mean, I don't really want to go into details about how yeah. it's brewed because it's it's complex. It's not really complicated, but it's well, which is it? Is it complicated or not complicated? It, it's not complicated. You're pissing me off. But to get the flavor, <laughs> see there. We hadn't even got to the show yet. He's You're already pissing me off. <laughs> well, I brought another one for you for later because I want. I like this. I want to slap you in the face. I would drink. One. I would like if I had. To, you know, I don't like like anything really right. for the most part. But right. if I had to drink something, if I, I was could, forced, I'd drink it. Yeah, I like. <laughs> right. I actually don't hate this, so and that's a rarity. There's yeah. very very few that I don't like beer in general. Yeah, and I'm not a big wine guy either. Um, that's why I thought you might like this. Yeah, but so I dig this. I'd buy a bottle of this just to have at the house in case I wanted to get really buck wild. It's a uh, thirty-two dollars a bottle. Oh no, seven for that. Oh come on, it's a uh, seven hundred fifty milliliters. They have a couple other flavors too that are really pretty good. Now this isn't. Uh, this is just Viking blood. It's not like if you get this, this is what you're getting. There's not like different flavors of Viking blood or no. This is this is the flavor of Viking blood. Oh, okay. There are others uh, made by it's. Um, okay, that's good. It's made by Donsk Meads. Uh, that's sure Danish Meads. Yeah, I bet. Um, so I, and pardon me for all my Icelandic and Danish brethren who <laughs> <laughs> just heard me butcher that. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> the, I don't like the end of it. But yeah. that's not bad. That's it's a, it was interesting enough flavor wise that I could get down that little. Half glass. I All like right. that. I'm, right. I'm assuming it's like hoppy on the end, like the aftertaste. Is that why you're? It's uh very uh, to me. It's um like a rubbing alcohol. It's got that. Oh it, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> like just about had, just about had mead come out of my nose. There's just a little. <laughs> it's like it's a very interesting flavor that hits you first, and then the rubbing alcohol hits you right there, like really strong, freaking just. Well, here, vodka or whatever. Do, taste this, and then chase it with your mead. I'm out of mead. I don't. Well, we can what is that? What, what's oh, this? He, he drained it. He that likes is it. that is whiskey. That's all I'm going to tell you for now. Except for it being so hot, that's weak compared to the. <laughs> no, right? That is yes. that is bullet bourbon. It's a frontier bourbon, made in Kentucky. And see when you chase it with the meat, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's not, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can, I could do this. Let's, <laughs> let's get tore up. He's going to get messed up. <laughs> I would say if you guys ever uh, do a road trip down here, obviously we've got a a bunch of distilleries. 
I would um, love to see the Jack Daniels yeah. thing. So. Yeah, I've done the Jack Daniels um, years ago. I won't get into the whole story, but my husband, um, we we go, go to a thing called the Ice Inn. It was a Bark River Knives up there Ooh. in the UP, and they would uh, you could come up and make your own knives. Oh, also and, very cool. And and part of the thrill was is people would come from all over the country, and when they would come, they would bring whatever their local craft brew was whatever their local distillery was making and so then they would all swap and share and people would do taste testing and oh very um, cool the, the year that i went um a guy brought up some george dickel and i never heard of oh, george yeah. dickel but it's, it's a whiskey yeah um so then when my husband and i we were still living in chicago at the time but when we came down here uh, for a friend's wedding we were kind of on a semi-vacation we're like well, let's go do some some distillery tours let's go try jack daniels and i found i was like well george dickel's down here we gotta go you know because it was just kind of the running joke all week like yeah gotta get some george dickel <laughs> right, in yeah right. you know of course Whoa. so just <laughs> 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 yeah so so we just of course we had to go we had to pose at the george dickel statue and it was it was fun that you know really cool. and, and it was interesting to see the difference between jack daniels because of course they're producing on a mass scale right you know as compared to a slightly smaller um distillery but it was fun we had a lot of fun that is really cool while we're on the subject i mean uh something we talk a lot about uh, on the show is uh uh, alcohol and how that plays a part in the art does alcohol play a part in your art making process at all (laughs) um I mean, it depends on the time of day that I'm working. <laughs> right. I mean, gen- generally, I'm a night drinker um, after the kiddos go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do work, you know, during the day, sometimes in the afternoons, I'll get the kids busy playing with something or painting or we're outside and I'll pull out my sketchbook and start working on stuff. So generally, I'm not drinking then because I'm the only adult home. Oh, yeah. You know, if somebody falls and gets hurt, that's not going to be good. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, in the evening, you know, I'm, I'm typically more of a wine drinker, but um, yeah, I mean, that's just cool. to relax. That's and, cool. You might actually you know. like Viking blood. If you're a wine drinker, you might, I might dig it. probably would, yeah. Um, I, we've had, we liked meads. My husband and I, we for a little while, we were – doing our home brewing so we did some beer we did some wines very um, cool haven't done it since we've moved here but it's a little more crazy we have two kids now so you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> life's a bit more hectic now right yeah we'll we'll get into that too on this because i i really we paul was trying to bring rope me in here that's what he does he's like hey we're, we're an art show you got to start talking about the art not the booze and uh <laughs> so you know I'm we're kinda, an art show with a drinking problem yeah yeah <laughs> or we're a, a drinking creative, problem with an art problem as well when, uh, i like to think of it as we are a um couple of tasteful drinkers with a creativity problem that, that's pretty <laughs> so, anyway we can't any, help it the creativity right? just comes out it does he the, just the, loves watching me squirm because you know I've, I've only been been drunk about six times in my life and i didn't even start like really drinking anything just for the fun of it till about six years ago so it's kind of a, <laughs> when he started forcing you right. yeah yeah so it's yeah. always it's always fun to watch me in here gagging and making faces so. Yeah, oh, I would wow. say more and more evening and weekends, you know, with friends or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, but I did go to SIU Carbondale, which is kind of has yeah. a, a party. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of like our yeah, Athens. Athens. Reputation yeah. there. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, awesome. Yeah. So, so I was a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
sorry, I was an architecture student there. And so we would, you know, they'd give us our projects and we would bust our butts all week in the studio or sometimes longer than that, depending on how, what our time frame was. But it was, it was always the same. Everyone would bust their butts. We'd be pulling all nighters and then, yeah. you know, the day you turn it in, you give your presentation and everyone's like, we're going to the bar tonight. <laughs> like, you know, like we have to let loose because we've literally been living in the studio for how long now? And it's just, you know, you got to have some sense of normal college life occasionally. Exactly. So, yeah. So, so I, I really wanted to get into this because, and I didn't know you went to ar- architectural school. So I, mm-hmm. I want to tie into that here a little bit too. It actually fits what I'm, what I'm getting ready to ask. Um, you left Chicago to move mm-hmm. to Tennessee. I did. Do you feel that has had <laughs> any influence on your work? Um, Subject matter wise or <laughs> just, any, just any influence at all. Like even, even, even the materials that you use, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've pretty much always done art in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents would laugh and say, well, you started drawing smiley faces at age three and you've just <laughs> never stopped. That's awesome. Um, now, neither one of my parents is, I would say artistic. Um, they're both extremely creative, have developed several products. I say they're entrepreneurs. They started their own business that they ran for like 30 something years. Um, so I'm not saying they're not creative because they definitely are, um, just different in a different way, artistic in a different way. Um, so my grandmother was an oil painter. She just kind of self-taught and, um, I'm trying to remember how old I was. I think I was in junior high, which she kind of started teaching me a little bit. I never got good at oils. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. I, cr- I cranked out a few of them and people are like, oh, that's really good. But I'm like, eh, but you know, I guess, you know, maybe just because I'm my, you're your own tough, ex- you know, tough yeah, critic. Absolutely. I would look at it and just see all the flaws and be like, eh, it's <laughs> not my best work, you know, but sure. Um, so that was kind of the start of it. And, um, up in Chicago, I was working full time. My husband was working full time. So art was just, you know, in the evenings and mm-hmm. stuff. I wasn't trying to do it as a business. Sure. Um, it was when we moved to Clarksville, um, I was able to stay home with my son and I started doing art on the side just to kind of supplement. I was mm-hmm. running a home daycare out of my home and watching my son and then, you know, trying to just, I joined an artist co-op here in town, um, the downtown artist co-op. And that's been really good for me because then you're kind of in that world. You're surrounded mm-hmm. by other artists, which, yeah. you know, drives you to create more. Um, that, that's so that's been really good for me. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, I have two children myself and they're both adults now, but I can tell you that my most difficult years as being an artist was when they were little mm-hmm. because you're just, you know, your, your job is raising children. And yep. uh, <laughs> especially when your art is your side hustle. You know, and it's, it becomes, you know, you got your regular job and then you got your side hustle and then you got your kids and you got to start looking at what the priority is. And I always, you know, there's only so much pie to go around. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's pretty admirable that, you know, all the things you do, I, I've been through the research and stuff. I'm just, I'm absolutely amazed about it and your, your process anyway, and, and all the things you do. Cause it's, it's tedious work. It has to be tedious. Um, it is. I mean, now I just, I've only been doing wood burning itself for about three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing mainly jewelry and things of that sort because those were the materials I had on hand. Mm-hmm. I would do some painting here and there. 
Um, but it really kind of took me a while because, like I said, I've been here about six years and I kind of just kept playing with different mediums. I was doing like fabric jewelry where I was sewing things and just oh, cool. trying to find my niche, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had bought, you know, this really cheap wood burner slash soldering iron thing at Lowe's one day. And I was like, oh, maybe I can start like because I had done soldering for my parents at their uh, electronics business when I was younger. And I was like, maybe I could use that with like, my jewelry. And I don't remember exactly what my plan was at the time, but whatever I was trying to do, it didn't work out. And so mm-hmm. I ended up just throwing it on a shelf and it just sat there. Um, and I don't know what inspired me, but one day I had an idea for a project and I was like, I wonder if I could like put this in wood. Mm. So I yanked it off the shelf and I just started doing it, um, entered it into a competition one won a prize for and I was like hey I must not be too bad (laughs) right um so I kind of just kept going with it and pieces started selling and I've just I've just kept going with it pretty much you know um there's not really a whole lot of wood burners in our area or people that are trying to do it as a business there's probably a lot of hobbyists Mm -hmm. you know that do it for themselves but um it kind of set me apart I guess from the rest of the artists because it was just a different medium something different to look at yeah i this would be a good time actually because there may be people listening that don't even know what pyrography is okay so let's, <laughs> that's true let's go into that and and um, explain because there's a lot of different tools and there's i mean it it it's dangerous right I well mean, i'm, I'm, I'm are, one of those yeah. people that doesn't know what pyrography <laughs> is so yeah so pyrography is is wood burning um and there's so many different kinds of tools and pens and I've learned, you know, just from collecting different ones, which ones I prefer. So now I work currently work with a razor tip, which is a company actually out of Canada. Um, but I like them because you can work smaller scale. Their tips are smaller. It's not as big and bulky as something that you would buy at, you know, Lowe's or your local hardware store. Um, you can change out the tips and get different textures. There's different tips for shading. And I've kind of had to learn this all on my own because, like I said, I just picked it up and started going one day and I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, So between getting books and just studying how other people do it on the Internet through YouTube and just just kind of following other artists on Instagram, I've kind of learned like, oh, wow, I didn't know you could do that. And so, you know, Google, how do I do fur? How do I do this? You know, and I learned how to create textures and stuff kind of just following along with other people so cool you know i guess that's kind of the modern way to learn (laughs) but um and you burn that in and then you what you add color i do um so traditionally it seemed like a lot of wood burning is typically it's just the burning it's the lines and the shading um but since i was a painter i kind of incorporated that into it so what i just always kind of term it painted pyrography um so i'll use either i don't i don't typically use watercolor which is i don't know why but i I take acrylics and i water them down i kind of turn them more into like a stain Mm -hmm. um and then i'll seal it with shellac or or some kind of a natural finish just to to seal it in there Um, oh wow I was looking through some of your, I I purposely try to stay ignorant when we have a guest on right until the, (laughs) until we get going on, you know, and uh, I was looking through some of your work and, and this, I keep, I keep getting drawn back to the uh, Southern Magnolia. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. just really just, I I just really love that. It just kind of just keeps drawing me back to, it's Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, it just says something and. 
just really good stuff on there. I was looking at your website and uh, really impressive work. So thanks. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the ones that I just, that was not commissioned or anything. I was just, I think I have an idea for this, you know, based on sometimes I kind of let the wood kind of dictate what gets created. Um, but yeah, for some reason I saw that that piece was kind of an arced piece of, I think that was maple. Well, I have it just felt like it was, should have a flower on it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good piece. I'm, I'm looking at it online right now. It's, yeah, it, it's yeah. a lot of green, a lot of white. Um, yeah. Southern magnolias so, are white anyway. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. And they're everywhere down here. Um, so that's oh. actually kind of become one of my favorite flowers to burn. Just I've gotten really good at drawing magnolias. I don't know. Yeah. They're really pretty. They are. So um, being a musician myself and especially being a bassist, I'm really into wood and um, the different tones and textures and uh, mm -hmm. uh, the patterns. Do you, when you're selecting a, a piece of wood that you know you're going to to do some art on, um, mm -hmm. what are you looking for? Or do you just, if you see something, do you, are, are you looking for something? Hey, that might be cool to do or. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I look at grain. I look at shape. Um, if there's voids in it, you know, holes or something in it, I've done. Um, I did an underwater scene where it had giant holes in it. And so then I ended up tinting some epoxy and pouring epoxy into it. Oh, wow. Um, and then I did some backlighting on the back so you can actually see the light shining through. Um, but yeah, I, I like to dig through the piles of wood and kind of look for the stuff that's a little more unusual. Um, I'll look for things that are spalted, mm -hmm. which is actually where the wood's actually almost kind of internally rotting because it creates some crazy colors and lines in the wood. Mm -hmm. um, so um, years ago, my husband, we were visiting my brother in Iowa, and my husband was like, oh, there's this woodworking show going on just down the road. We should go. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, because my husband's a, a craftsman, too. He likes to work with wood as well. He's, nice. He builds things. We've got a whole big wood shop here in our backyard. That's fantastic, um, actually. So, yeah, which he, he's nice enough to let me use as my space as well. So mm -hmm. we both kind of share the space. Um, but he ended up going to this woodworking show and met a bunch of people. And we actually ended up meeting Greg Pennington, who's um, yeah. a, 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 a you know furniture builder down here just north of Nashville. And they got chatting and found out, hey, he, we're, he's in Tennessee. We're in Tennessee. So... Um, he was kind of like my husband's wood guy, but now we joke that now Greg is my wood guy because <laughs> I go over there and Greg's so nice. He lets me dig through his piles and stuff and pull stuff out. And, you know, he's like, oh, I've got piles for days. Just go, go find whatever you want. And Well, so. that's kind of exciting because you can see something and they can you can see what it can become and it almost becomes a catalyst, I imagine, to yeah, something yeah. that you're yeah. going to create. So Yeah, I, I work from both ends. Sometimes I just have an idea and then I've got to find the wood that's gonna fit it. In other ways the wood kind of Yeah, you know, inspires something. So it just depends. I'm having one as I'm listening, I'm having one of those moments where I'm thinking, you know, I really want a wooden desk really bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, how cool would it be to have art on my desk? I never thought about that until just now where I'm thinking mm -hmm. just to have biography burned into my desk, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and just yeah. that way, every time I'm working at my computer desk or in my studio, I can look at and see art because that, that is so inspiring. That's one of the whole reasons I started the, the podcast was to be able to talk to other artists because 
it's inspiring to hear what other mm-hmm. people do. It's so cool. I, I love what yeah. you do. I really do. It's so interesting to me. Well, that's got me thinking too. Have Have you done any instruments? Have you done any any uh, um, things on like I a bass? Have or? Not yet, um, but I easily could. Um, I had a couple people ask me to do some gun stocks. Oh, oh yeah, that's is, a, I, yeah. I could definitely do. Um, the only issue there is I have to burn on raw wood. Right. So I don't want something that's been lacquered or, or whatever, because that would just get all gunky and ruin my tools. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can pretty much burn almost anything. You know, obviously, maybe it's not obvious. Um, the harder <laughs> the woods get, the harder they are to burn. So, oh, really? like, you know, if somebody's giving me a chunk of like red oak, it's like, oh man, this is, this is going to be hard. I'm really going to have to crank up my tools and hopefully I don't burn up my tips doing this. Oh, um, so that's like right now we have, um, one of our, I don't know what you want to call it, our art groups here in town. It's a nonprofit art link. Um, I'm actually going to be doing some stair treads for them in their new space. And so I was kind of going back and forth between them and Hardwood Grove because they're going to be donating the wood, feeling like, okay, well, what do we do? Because, you know, what's good for a tread? You know, obviously you want something hard. Usually your your treads are like oak or something that's really stable, can take a lot of abuse. It's not... Mm-hmm necessarily good for me you know i want to burn on something that's soft and so we were having to kind of meet in the middle and we're like well maybe we can do maple you know like what do you have available <laughs> and kind of you know a, a push and pull but i think we finally settled on something so yeah it's it's tricky so that'll be my first time doing stair treads um and then yesterday i actually started working on a, on a coffee cake yeah, talk today. Coffee table top. <laughs> it's perfect um, for a podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I need I need to drink some more whiskey. Here. There you go. Um. So yeah. So that'll be because people have asked me like, oh, why don't you do furniture? Why don't you do furniture? Because I I have built furniture too. Yeah. Um. But my my own. You have to kind of know your market, and right. it's just like I always kind of yeah. have to weigh like, is somebody gonna buy this? Are they gonna see like how much work was put into this? You yeah. know, in the Clarksville yeah. market. You know, so it's always kind of, and art, sometimes you just, you know, do it and throw it out there and see. What right, happens. right, right. <laughs> and, and art and art. I know everybody listening to our show because they're all creatives, but um, art is so hard to put a price on. You know, mm-hmm. it really is. Um, the general public, if they're looking for furniture, they're they're generally not going to appreciate the amount of work that goes into the art, you know, and mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to compare it to the prices they pay at the big box stores Ikea. for furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and when they go, Oh, that's, that's original. Nobody else has it. It, it doesn't, it just doesn't compute, you know? Yeah. I don't or, know. or even things online. Like I do, I'm charcuterie boards, which are like, you know, like cheese boards kind yeah. of for when you're entertaining or whatever. And yeah, I've done are, a bunch of those. Those are great. That's a great and, idea people would look at him and be like, you want how much? And I'm like, well, you had to understand I have at least four hours just in like getting the board ready right. so that I can do the burning. Yeah. And so that yeah. like, like by the time I do all that, you know, I have eight or 10 hours into this one board. Yeah. And even beyond that, you've you know, got, you've got all your so, operating costs, you know, you, yeah, you gotta buy new yeah. tools. You can't. Well, yeah. and what gets overlooked is you got the years of experience that you've right. put into putting mm-hmm. that in. It's what we've talked about a lot. With music, you know, it's it's like, well, we're going to sell this CD for $5 or $10. And 
It's it's mm-hmm. a piece of plastic that costs it only costs you know three dollars to manufacture or a dollar mm-hmm. fifty you know depending on how big you go but you they don't take into account the hours of studio time mm-hmm. that that costs you know three hundred dollars an hour one hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. an hour to do or the the instruments that you had to pay for to be yeah. able to create that music the gas it took you to drive there the years of training and, and live experience to get you there and it's it's the same thing with any yeah. piece of art you see anywhere well it's just a it's just a, a five by ten picture i mean yeah. what's the big right, deal just right. you know it should I mean, be fifteen dollars in in the in the overall scheme of things we're we're manufacturers in a world that is used to paying a lot less for their manufactured products right so mm-hmm. that's kind of where it is i have to ask because looking at uh your instagram feed you're you have a photo let me pull it up you have a photo I'm, where you're I'm working. kind of afraid. <laughs> like, what are we up here? I know. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to make you Not afraid. Not being in the room with you, I don't know what's coming. I know. Um, there's a, a really neat uh, compass, kind of a like you got it on your window, right? You got the, yeah. the paper. I think I'm assuming that's paper on your window, and you're drawing yeah. it. You know, I've been lazy. I need to build myself a light table, but um, oh, but yeah, that, I'll just, that works. I mean, it's I, I, I think throw it's it up awesome. on the window and. My kid's climbing in my lap as I'm trying to, you know, get my shape. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. actually a project I'm working on for my neighbor. I think um, it's so cool. He has like this, I don't know, forerunner or something, some kind of off-road vehicle sort of thing. And yeah. I never had really heard too much about this before, but like dispersed camping, like off-road camping has yeah. become really big with, yeah. you know, COVID going around. Exactly. So people, people still want to yeah. go out, yeah, yeah. but they don't want to be surrounded by people. So he's basically like prepping his vehicle. He has this goal that he wants to go out West and do like some crazy, like off-road camping sort oh, of stuff. That's so cool. So essentially what we, him and my husband have built is they took a bunch of plywood and some other trim and they've built like this kind of this like pull out table for the back of his vehicle that they can do Ooh. food prep on, they can eat at yeah. whatever, but it's solid so they can still pack all their gear and stuff on top of it. And so they built the whole thing and he's like, yeah, you know, he was trying to figure out what he wanted to finish it with. And then he just got the idea. He's like, you know, this would be really cool. Is like a topographical map. He's yeah. like, could you do that? Um, and so I'm in the process now of, of working on that. I got kind of the waterways on there burned in and, and painted in. And then, you know, Sweet. we were like, well, we just need to get a, like a north arrow or something on there. So we're we're going to be adding that on there. So that's what I was designing. Oh, cool, uh, cool. With does, the window there. Does your architectural background aid you in that at all? Because it seems like it would. Um, yeah, a bit. I mean, we we definitely had had classes in that. Um, now, I haven't used it in a while. Um, right. I after I graduated, I did end up working for an architectural supplier for about ten years. Um, but I was kind of more on the ends of I was reading specs and drawings and doing oh, takeoffs and yeah. estimating and that sort yeah. of stuff. I wasn't necessarily de- dealing with topographical maps. That's the thing. Um, That's the but thing. I understand, you know, the <laughs> basics of how they yeah. work um, enough that I can, you know, create essentially like a fake map. So yeah. we're going to be putting in, you know, like he one of his dog's names is Bear. So we're going to name it like the Bear River. And oh, then, cool. you know, we're going to put the kids' names on it and him and his wife and their anniversaries and, you know, kind of just important things that are in his life. And we're kind of creating this little, you know, little world, you know. That is so cool. 
So, you know, I, I like to take whenever I'm doing commissions, I always go back to the people and I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, how do you envision this? Because I'm like, this is your piece. I mean, yes, I can take it and run with it, but you know, I want it to mean something to you. So, yeah. um, you know, that's a big part of it. And, um, like I did one for another friend where her husband was originally from St. Petersburg, I think, or wait, no, I got that wrong. The right town. I can't remember now. Um, but he's from Florida. And so she's like, well, we want this map, you know, like a, a nautical map in the background. I was like, well, we can do that. Oh, St. Augustine. There we go. Um, so I was like, well, why don't I put actual St. Augustine in the background? Because that's where he's from. This was for him. Like, you know, and then we can highlight some of the areas of town that, you know, bring back his childhood memories yeah. and things like that, you know, to make it more personable. Um, so that, I like doing that sort of thing. Yeah, that that sounds, I mean, I can hear the passion in what you're saying. It's, it. there's a story behind the work, yeah. you know, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's the whole thing with art anyway, I think. I was just in St. Augustine. Yeah, yeah, you were. Beautiful city. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's the thrill of it for me, be, being able to make something that's, you know, not just something nice to look at, but also right. has, you know, some kind of personal connection. Exactly. Well, you seem like that uh, the, 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 the customer's input really kind of springboards you along where a lot of us, that in, input is stifling. And uh, we've talked, we've talked <laughs> right. to a lot of people. I'm going to play what I want. You right. get out of here. <laughs> right. I think that's really yeah. cool though. You know, you're, you're able to find out what they want, what they're looking for. And mm-hmm. it seems like you really kind of relish and, and all right, so this is what they want. How am I going to do it? And it, it, it seems like it really makes it extra creative for you. Whereas, mm-hmm. like I say, a lot of people looks at that as, as a stifling kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know, hindrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I have two different worlds going. The one where I'm just creating stuff for my own self-expression you know, like when I was doing the Magnolia, that was just something that came to mind, something just I just wanted to make. Um, and before I even got it done, one of my friends popped up and was like, is that for sale? Because I want it. And I was like, <laughs> it's yours. Right. Um, but yeah, and then other times, obviously, commissions are, are customer, client driven. Um, some clients have a clear vision of what they want. And other ones are just like, well, this is approximately what I want. And I just, I trust you just to run with it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Those are the best. Which makes me nervous. Because right. <laughs> then I'm like, I don't want to do this wrong. Right. So they probably get annoyed with me because I'm like, are you sure about, how about this color? How does this look? You know, but I just, I want them to be happy in the end and feel like they're getting their money's worth. And, you know, it's something that they're gonna, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then you still get the same satisfaction like you talk about with the Magnolia. You do something for you. And Mm -hmm. it it seems like if you do something that you really love and you're passionate about and you like it, somebody else is going to like it. And and Uh, there you go. Not always. I mean, I sometimes I do stuff and people just sort of like look at it and like, I don't get it. You know, I mean, it doesn't happen. But there's somebody there's somebody out there that that's just that's what they're looking for. I mean, it's a big world. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's it's. Um, it's that connection, you know, there's, yeah. there's that, and especially when you connect on something that, that you wasn't expecting to, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. Well, on that though, I see where Jackie's going with this too, because in visual art, it, you put things out there, you think, oh, that, I love this. And then the next thing you know, it's like, it just doesn't translate well to everybody, you know, and it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. You know? 
And that's a good segue to this next beer that I'm going to force on Paul. Well, let's get this over with. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this uh, this is called Brew for Your Die IPA. Now It's got a lot of bubbles. It, it does. It's a West Coast IPA. It's about oh, 7%, 7 alcohol by volume. It's uh, very hoppy. Very, very hoppy. Very, very West Coast. It's brewed in San Francisco, California. And you notice, I'm not even reading the can. I know all about this one. Because back in 2014, I flew all the way out to San Francisco just to sit down with the brewmaster and drink this. And boy, were your arms tired. It, they were. And, you know, we went into the, uh, in his restaurant where the, the uh, like, kind of, a, kind of like a testing sort of a brew pub type place. Uh, my wife hates craft beer. I mean, with like a passion. Like she just. She won't smell my stuff anymore. So I got to bring it to her. It's like, oh, smell this. This is good. And she's like, no, I don't want it. So don't, 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 don't sip yet. So she, uh, Paul's trying to take a drink. I was smelling it. No, don't even do that. <laughs> All right. Let's get this over. So I, I want to. So we were in the, we were in there and uh, Sean, uh, the brewmaster, he said, uh, do you like monk's blood? Oh God. Yes. I love monk's blood. So he goes, let's have it down in the, in the little, uh, brewery area where we make some test beers it was a 15 beer barrel or 12 beer barrel i can't remember which it is uh beer barrel system and he says let's drink this so then he, he pours two he pours one for lisa being nice and he pours one for me and i drink mine lisa hands me hers to drink it real quick so i drink it real <laughs> quick he turns around not even paying attention he comes back and goes oh you need more and she's like, oh, no. So this, this guy got me torn up. I mean, literally, because during the interview process, um, he literally brought everything that they sell. And, I mean, it's like, it's nuts. We're we're downtown San Francisco, and I was like, I, I this is day drinking really bad. Because I was. <laughs> up and down the hill. Exactly. Mm. I, I still knew that I needed to get public transportation back and all this other stuff. So I want you to try this because I would, when I walked in, I normally I wouldn't do this much alcohol for Paul because this is a lot today, but <laughs> I, I walked into the, the liquor store the other day and I found this. I was like, I haven't seen this in forever. You so were excited, weren't you? I was very excited. I, I was like, I got to have Paul try this. This is my favorite West coast style IPA. So Sean O'Sullivan, if you're listening and you may or may not be, but, um, you you know my my whole history with Twenty First Amendment Brewery over in San Francisco. This is my favorite IPA. So anybody listening, if you ever want to throw something my way, this is the one. And Paul, what's it called? It's called um, Brew Free or Die IPA. Okay, well, let's so try. let's let's see what Paul down the hatch. Here. Paul is going to hate it. I know he is. <laughs> oh God! I oh, know, right? <laughs> It's so hoppy. <laughs> How's your mouth get drier from putting the liquid in I know, in right? It's so freaking fantastic. Oh, God. No, I can't do that. It's... That is the shit, man. It even tastes good with everything else we're having. Yeah. All right. If you, you say so. As, as he, as he <laughs> he's drinking half a bottle of water right now. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I'm glad you're happy. That's I, all I am happy. I had to throw it in there. I really did. I, I, I'm with you, Paul. I've, I've tried so many different <laughs> beers that I'm still not a huge beer drinker. Yeah, I don't and get it. I, I, t I told, you know, um, 
opportunity before. I'm like, man, my, my husband's kind of a beer snob. I just, <laughs> <laughs> Michael's like, oh, he's, he sounds like my kind of guy. I know, I'm right? Like, yeah. Yeah, this like, is, this like, is for like, him. Kind of, this is yeah, for he's him. Like, he's, a, he's a coffee snob too. I'm like, you guys are. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I got to buy that man a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Or if you ever come down here, um, it's, since we've moved here, Clarksville's just been booming. I think it's right up there with Nashville. The uh, yeah. population is just exploding down here. So, if you ever do come down here, I think we've got, I don't even know now, like 10 microbrews here oh, in town. I did not know that. Um, and I, maybe partially because of the military. I'm not going to say. Per se, because I'm not like, let me finish here. Cause yeah. That sounds bad. But like we have, you know, guys that retire, they're veterans. Yeah. And a lot of them are taking that money and investing it and opening their own businesses. So, you know, we've got Star Spangled, we've got um, Gladiator, we've got Tennessee Valley. Like we have all these Ooh. guys opening up microbrews and some of them are really good. I do um, not trip. know. I, honestly, I did not know the Gladiator was from there. I love their yeah, beer. There's, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of really good oh, breweries yes, down here. Yes, King's and, Bluff, um, Evil Nash. Like I could keep going. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, was, and yeah, then right. we've also got the distilleries down here. Road uh, trip for Mikey Heaven. Yeah, yes. Old Glory Distilleries right up the road That's, from where I'm at. Honestly, so. per per capita. Yeah. I mean, what what would you say Clarksville is about a hundred and thirty thousand? <laughs> think i've read 170,000. Oh my god, I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, but, but, I, I but think still that's 10. including, you know, part of the uh the, the military obviously awesome. that and then we've got um Austin P University so we've got kids that are coming here for school. Um and lot, then we've got a bunch drinkers. of large bunch of large businesses that moved in, you know, got Google and a whole bunch of other people here too. I will so, say this, if I ever come down yeah. that way, I'm going to drag your husband off because <laughs> You said in the when we were doing the the uh, the sound check, you said that he was he was off taking the kids to get ice cream. So he's definitely <laughs> part of this show, even though he's the silent episode, yeah, uh, silent yeah. partner here, in silent this. member. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I will definitely buy him a drink. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so kudos to yeah. him. Um, I have to ask you though, because there, there is so much, so much we can get into in biography because mm-hmm. I I just. I just feel like there's, it's one of those art forms. It's a lot like pen and ink because you're committed the moment you oh, hit yeah. that wood. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to change what you're doing because, oh crap, I left a mark. I can't erase it. So yeah, <laughs> it, tell, tell our listeners, um, what are some of the things that you fell into as you're going into this that you go, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this more, you know, actually. If that makes any sense, am I? Am I? I'm, I'm like partially following, but not partially. Um, well, you know, like when like, I mean, I do a lot of pen and ink, so when I I yeah. put something down on paper, it's like, oh crap, you know, <laughs> how do I how do I cover that up? I mean, how do you? Well, I mean, generally, I mean, before I burn anything, I always draw it out first with pencil pen and ink you know whatever so like like in the case of the north arrow that i was sketching out on the window like we had found um a north arrow that my neighbor kind of liked but we wanted to tweak it yeah so i was doing overlays and kind of adding my own twist to it and so that's gonna be you know i drew drafted it all out with a pencil first got it going and then i'll go back and i'll ink it so i have a nice like finished hard copy for him to approve because this is you know again how i work i always take it back to the client and be like do you like this because like you say like once i burn it i can't really undo it right right (laughs) 
So I, I always try to get approval from them first, or even, you know, when I'm doing my own pieces, I get it exactly how I want it before I even put it on the wood. And that's scary because there's a, as artists, I, I know when I do work in charcoal and oil, mm-hmm. we typically work from, um, this is so hard to quantify in words. Um, we, we typically put a mark knowing that we're going to correct it as you go, you know, at, you know, the, the initial sketch is 80% there and then you move forward a little bit more and you correct a little bit more. And as you go, you correct. And it's, we, we kind of get in this mindset that it's okay to make mistakes because you're going to cover it up. And with your work and even pen and ink for those listening who do pen and ink, there is no correcting it really. You're just kind of stuck with the line you made or the, the mark you made and you talked about the different woods. Yeah. Not to mention if you, if you, if you're committed and you make a huge mistake, you're not only out <laughs> the hours of work you put in, you're out a really awesome piece of wood. You're yeah, really yeah, excited. Yeah, to work yeah. With. yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 I can't say it happens very often because again, I'm, I'm going through that process before I even, yeah. even drag out a lot of, a of lot of planning. Yes. There's a, tons of planning on the front end before I even get to that point. So I'm, I'm researching, you know, like I do a lot of flowers or a lot of nature stuff, you know, I'm Googling, okay, what do the leaves, you know, on a dahlia look like, you know, how do the ridges, you know, how are the ridges, what's the edge of the leaf shaped like? So I'm sketching it all out. I'm planning it all out. I draft it all out. Like Mm -hmm. like I say, then I'll go back with pen and I'll get in my hard lines, what I actually want the finished product to look like. And then I'm actually, you know, finding the wood and doing my, I do a graphite transfer. I work pretty old oh, school. I'm yeah. pulling out rulers and all this kind of stuff, you know, cause I, you can't, I'm not saying you can't use computers cause I do, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm doing lettering or something, you know, I don't feel like my handwriting is that great. So I can use a computer as a tool, oh, yeah. you know, if, if somebody wants a passage or something or they want, I did um, one for a friend, she had a poem that she wanted me to put on her piece because it was one they had recited for their wedding. Cool. Um, so, you know, I can use the computer then as a tool to get, you know, all my lettering and stuff straight and evenly spaced. Um, and then I can transfer that over. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's essentially the same. It's just you've got to get yourself to a finished product, essentially, before you actually start the burning process. Yeah. Yeah. So. God, um, there's so much, so much into this. There really yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I, so I mean, go ahead. I, I did have one piece that I did for a friend and I had put this, uh, it was a nautical piece and I had put um, like the dividers that they would use for nautical maps, you know, for yeah. measuring yeah, yeah. and stuff. And so I had had that on there and I put it on there and she was like, ah, I just, I don't know if I like that. And I was like, Oh, okay. What do we do? <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, this is where my husband comes into play and I'm like, okay, so should I plane this off? Like, well, how do I do this? Like, yeah. how am I going to remove this? And he's like, Oh, he's like, I got some scrapers. So we took the scrapers and scrapers essentially just like a, a piece of metal that just has like a burr like on oh, the okay. edge. Yeah, yeah. And so like we very finely just kind of like scraped the surface of the wood and we were able to take that image off. Luckily I hadn't burned it real deep. Huh. Um, so we were able to take that off and kind of fill it in and blend it in with the rest of the piece. But there, ha- there haven't been a whole lot of pieces where I was like, oh crap, like what am I going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you know. Thank, thankfully what what is your favorite hardwood hardwood to work on i mean you got sycamore you got basswood and uh, beech and birch and yeah. i mean what what would be your favorite to work with 
honestly, I mean, I work with maple and walnut a lot, oh. which again, those are harder woods, but yeah. I guess I've just, I've gotten used to them. Yeah. Um, but I'll do jewelry as well. I'll do necklaces. And so a lot of times if I'm doing a necklace, I'll go more like a basswood because that's lightweight. Yeah. You know, when, if you're wearing a hunk of jewelry, you don't want something like, right. like a log hanging from your neck, you know, so that's really lightweight. I can make earrings with it and it's not going to hurt your ears by yeah. the end of the day. So, and that's, that's like cutting butter with a hot knife. It slides right through basswood. Cool. I was, um, I was actually thinking as God, my, 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 my brain is going a hundred miles an hour with creative sh- shit i mean it really is i'm thinking to myself i i'm a drummer and i was thinking wow how cool would it be to have a drum set completely just like everything on pyrography we we always put these wraps on them and lacquer and color and stuff mm-hmm. pyrography would be better i mean yeah. it really would because then you can lacquer the wood and it's like mm-hmm. it would be and even with your acrylic when you put the acrylic on there for your like as you said earlier like staining Mm-hmm. it would be so pretty you know it yeah. would just be a really good i want to yeah, buy, I mean, my, I wanna my buy husband, a drum set and center everything <laughs> <laughs> my husband is actually he's built a couple guitars um and he's been talking about doing another one so maybe i could convince him whichever one he does next let me burn some on it i don't know that's cool so my uh my son actually did play the drums for a while but uh he's just i feel like he's just at that age where he gets easily discouraged because um, he was actually really good like when when yeah. he would put the time and effort in like i'm like dude you're doing better than me i'm like you know like i have no <laughs> musical talent at all i mean i can memorize lyrics but i can't i've, I've tried playing the i mean i was training him partially on the drums so i mean i had i did enough where i could like count out the rhythm and be like okay do it this way but then he would do it and do it better yeah I'm like yeah like that <laughs> you know well, lyrics for me are hard. Paul can do it. I've never. I heard. can do it if I write it, but I can't. I can't remember. That's one of the reasons I don't do very many cover really? songs. I can't remember other people. I didn't know that because you always seem to do so well. So oh well. I write a lot of improv into my stuff because. Oh, just to keep it. <laughs> like, just shoot, keep... I don't remember how this goes. Let's just fill it in. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm real. I'm really good at improv. I've always have been. So I always try to write that in any song I do in case case I'm feeling different. I can. Yeah. I can. That's kind of a way I express my art is is my feelings come out and if I'm really happy then it it's different than if I'm not. So I, I think it's amazing. Wait, do that, you, go ahead. Is, do you feel like you can do that though too? Because I mean, like I'm just thinking if somebody else got out there that's like a really well known artist and they just started completely changing the lyrics to their song, if the art like the audience would be like, What is going on? You know, like, <laughs> right. I thought I knew this song and then they're just going off on their Well, that's like when I seen the police and, and they mm-hmm. did a completely different arrangement of Roxanne oh. and, and mm-hmm. it was like really? I, I wasn't really oh, that's that true. I wasn't really yeah. that into it as much. Um, <laughs> um it's like Nickelback Doom. <laughs> Doing photograph, we could change it to pyrography. Right, look right. at his pyrography. But I think <laughs> Metallica <laughs> does, does that a lot, though. They'll they'll change a few things and and just try to keep it interesting for them. I I don't try to go off on a yeah. on a complete tangent, but you know I do try to, especially with bass lines and and some lyrics, I try to leave a little bit of room yeah. for expression. Yeah. So. Well, now I have to admit something. So I've, I've been listening to your guys' podcasts. I was, I was trying to get a feel for oh, like oh Lord. personalities and like yeah, what, I, what, I was, yeah. what, what I was getting into. So you're and like, so, uh, Mike's an asshole. So, 
<laughs> but I definitely picked up on the hate of Jackson Pollock and Nickelback. Oh, there you the go. Theme. And so I don't know why, like after listening to you guys, it was like all of a sudden I had like the lyrics into my head, like, look at this photograph. It looks like a Jackson Pollock. I'm like, man, I got to sing this to him. Oh, that's going like, <laughs> to be our like, alternate theme song. Yeah. It, it just kept popping in my yeah. head because I, I actually like Jackson Pollock. Oh, like, I'm, I'm going to get crucified on the show. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. I, I don't, I don't care. I, I pick, I pick because it's easy for me to pick. That's, that's yeah, it. You know, I, I dig it. Yeah. That's, but that, that's actually one of the things I struggle with though, is I, I love abstract art. Yeah. Like it just, something about it moves me. I love staring at the form and the color and the shape and the movement. And yet I feel like I can't do it. <laughs> well, that, like, that's the thing I gotta, I gotta, I gotta so clear the hard. air here because everybody's like, God, he's an asshole. But <laughs> I, 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 I personally, I love, absolutely love Picasso. Right. Mm not my style of work. I hate his work actually, but I think, I <laughs> but think, I love it. <laughs> right. Right. I think him and I, as a, as artists, we would get along so well. I, I just, I think sitting down and just, Hey, Picasso, let's, uh, let's go hang out. It'd be fun. You know, I, I love his approach on art. And I, and I really also think Pollock would be the same way for me mm-hmm. because there, there's a lot of similarities, similarities between me and Pollock. Not, not that I do abstract or mm-hmm. any of these other things, but it's, that's what I love about the arts. I, I can love the artist and hate mm-hmm. their work. And, and vice versa. Right. I mean, there's a right. lot exactly. of musical artists. Exactly. Same I, I think it's a mutual respect, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what a lot of us miss. We miss the idea that, wow, that guy's accomplished or that woman's accomplished so much in their career you have to step back and look at it and go, how did that happen? How did that person do what they did? And you have to kind of, I don't want to say emulate it, but look at it and go, they, they've achieved something you haven't, or they've achieved something you have and you respect it even more. I, I don't really know. I, that's where, you know, as a musician, I look at, I look at Nickelback and I, I can throw shade at them all the time and, <laughs> and, and, and still think I would like to sit down with Chad and have a drink. I would like to sit down with um, Jackson Pollock. I mean, obviously he's dead, but yeah. you know, just you know what I mean. I, I, Get inside their I, mind right, right, right. So I mean, everybody listening may have a little bit of a confusion on my my Dickness. hatred. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Dick, Dickness. Yeah, just, I'm not saying hatred. I just noticed a theme. Well, there is a theme. Yes. Well, yeah. it's, it's funny, and and a lot of Michael and I's uh, spirited conversation comes from the fact that. That I always <laughs> he called me Michael. He never calls me Michael. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mike. <laughs> it's it's Michael right now because right, I'm getting right. all stern with you. I know, right? But no, <laughs> it's it, it's like I always say: just because you don't like something doesn't mean it sucks. And, right. and Jackie just mentioned how you know it moves her, and that's great. It it doesn't move you, right? It it but it moves her, and that's what's so great about the art is you can put an ink blot on a piece of paper and it's like what are you doing yeah. and somebody else looks at it, it's like wow man I, I really feel that and you know I can sing high on a on a track and and 
somebody's like, oh, wow, that's really cool. That's interesting. And somebody else is like, why are you screaming like a cat? You know, and, <laughs> and, and I love that. Like, I love that reaction. I love that there is a reaction that we can still get excited about art and yeah, music absolutely. and, and things out there that somebody else doesn't. And it just upsets me when someone else thinks that just because I feel this way about it, you should feel that way too. It's it it needs to be more inclusive. This is why I like it, and I and I hope you see the things yeah. I see in it. And then even if you don't like it, then you look at it and appreciate it for what it is. And and I don't know. I, I get chills talking about it there because was passion. it is just there was passion in your voice. It, I it's hear what it. it's what connects <laughs> us. It's like it's like right now we're talking to somebody in Tennessee that yeah. is is burning wood and making art <laughs> exactly. and doing things that that we hadn't even talked about or thought about before and Ever. then here it is man yeah. it's creating creating for for people to enjoy for yeah. people to to ha to yeah to uh, um i don't know to appreciate yeah appreciate and yeah. and and like this stuff with this table for uh you know this this family and they're going to they're going to go on these adventures and they're going to pull this out every yeah. day and this yeah. is going to become part of their story their kids are going to have this yeah when their parents are dead and they're going to remember going to these different trips and yeah. and and cutting food and and putting things on this table and it's just man that's awesome that's yeah. that's yeah. awesome it you didn't buy it at Walmart you know what I'm saying right yeah it's, it's an heirloom so it becomes new. an heirloom it yeah. becomes part of yeah. the family it's yeah it's art. it's like when you go to grandma's yeah. house and and you smell <laughs> You, you know, old lady and apple pie. You know? Wait, what are we smelling at grandma's house? There no. goes the, the the honey mead just about went through the nose again. But it just it's it's just another it's an it's a way to connect us, and that's yeah, what it is, and yeah. that's what art should be. Yeah. It should be something that connects us, and the way that that's going to connect their family and their their children, and hopefully their great grandchildren that may never even be able to meet. To people that yeah. commission this, absolutely. That's yeah. that's that's fucking cool, man. It is. It is very yeah. cool. I, uh, I mean, that that's my hope when I'm doing commission pieces is that it'll not that it has to be around for generations, but it just that it does have some kind of an emotional impact. And, right. You know. Yeah. I think I think it does. As I'm as I'm looking through your stuff, it it becomes part of their everything you know i mean it's like i don't want everything's probably not the right word I'm, I'm struggling here with the words um at the end of the day all you have is memories right, and exactly. this is going to be yeah. something that is going to be connected to a lot of their a lot of their <laughs> yeah. memories right this is it it's going to be in family photos in the background and it's mm -hmm. that is yeah i'll say it again that's yeah. fucking cool man that's, it is that's connecting really us that's connecting that is connecting, and that's all we want to do with art. We want to connect with each other and create something that 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 they can connect with people that's important to them. Yeah, too. yeah. And, and you know, we met through Amanda, our friend Amanda, and right. uh, she was on the show earlier. And I was going to ask that. I was because I thought that was kind of coincidental. We had two, <laughs> two Tennesseans <laughs> right. in a row. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I thought that was really cool because you know that's art is connecting people. That's mm -hmm. what art is. And you're connecting your client with your work and you're connecting your work with people who see it. And um, the world would be a very boring place without creativity in it. Mm -hmm. It really would. I mean, we just wouldn't, 
everything would look the same. Everything would be bland. It'd be like cooking without any sort of spices or ingredients. It'd be or like Frank's Red Hot. Mm. Frank's Red Hot, right? <laughs> Sriracha sauce. Um, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I, I could go on with this show forever. And I, I know Amanda's got some other things to do today, but um, mm-hmm. I just, I really, I'm, I'm thrilled that you were on the show. I learned so much about biography in my research. Mm-hmm. I, I would venture out to say that everybody listening to the show should probably go look at it because there's, there's so much to it. It's not just, you know, at, at first I was thinking, okay, she's making art with fire. How does this yeah. work? I mean, sometimes we do break out the torches too. And I right. burn things with just an open torch. So it, it depends on the day, but. <laughs> right. I, 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 it's, it's insane really. I mean, the, cause you, you're going about it as an, in some regards, you're going at it as an artisan, but you're also an artist there. There, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really don't know how to put that in words. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. It, I there's guess, I kind there's of bring the level of, of skilled skilled yeah. craftsmanship. Yeah, in addition to artistry and creativity, yeah. and yeah. it's all coming together in this one mm-hmm. medium. It's it is cool. It is. I think we need to get the last call. I think we are at last. Call. Are we there? Are we well, there? Yeah, we are actually a little bit beyond there because I I always leave a note to myself. Put it in here about right about this part of the show, and we are actually quite a bit over. Well, so get on with it. this is the segment of the show where I ask rapid fire questions and rapid give fire. the folks, oh yeah, Paul <laughs> rapid fire. Um, <laughs> we give the folks listening a time to finish that drink, a little bit of time to finish the drink. So if you're sitting at home and you're listening, you're like, I'm already lit, dude. You, you waited too long. <laughs> uh, this is the part <laughs> where, where we do it. So the first question, and these aren't so always silly, but they're kind of silly for Paul, but uh, Jackie, if you only had one tool to make art, what would it be? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's a really hard question. I mean, I guess right now it would be my wood burner, mm. uh, my my pens, I guess, since that's what I'm going with. Awesome. Awesome. Paul, yeah. I know you hated the drink today. Well, actually, you liked Viking blood, but I know you hated the uh, IPA. I'm going to buy a bottle of that for my bar. I well, got quite deal. a bar that for a guy who don't drink. Right. It's good. It, it actually puts me on to the uh, the liquor. Is it 43 we oh, had yeah, yeah. from Spain? Mm-hmm. It, it actually is close to that. There, there's, to a, there's a thing there. Yeah. 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 Uh, what are you going to ask and me? And you don't have to lie about any of the drinks we had today, but um, <laughs> I got there. You don't have to lie, man. You just oh, I don't lie. lie. Just I know. Ask I know. Me. Right, right. Uh, if you only off. had if you only had one drink to consider in your bar, oh, it's easy. Uh, would you be willing to drink it if it was on fire? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a big flaming drink, like the like the flaming Dr. Peppers or whatever yeah. they used to do those shots. Yeah, where they really yeah. Set them on fire. I mean, you don't, you don't have any hair on your head. You're good. I, mean, I guess you, you had hair to your ass at one time, and now it's all gone. Is that dangerous? Is that dangerous for your throat? And how do you know about the hair on my ass? I, I hair to your ass, not oh. on your ass. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's a different episode. That's one of our secrets. Is that dangerous to, dr- to drink uh, flaming drinks? No. Well, yeah, then silver tequila, of course, and you can set it on fire, I guess. Yeah, I'll try. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. That's that's actually pretty good. I, I didn't, I really didn't expect that out of you. I'll try it. Fuck it. 
right. <laughs> Try fucking. Right, that's funny. All right, Jackie, if you had one piece of advice for an aspiring artist, what would it be? hard one i guess just create just do it um just for me it. you know um i think being part of an artist community has really helped me so you know if you're wanting to get into the arts and you don't know where to start you know if, if you have a local group in your area either a co-op or a gallery or, or anything just reach out and there's i mean i know i've i've taught people how to do things a lot of artists i know are mentors and teachers and so you know they can kind of help you you know steer you into what medium you might want to do or cool. i don't know i, th I think community is a, is a big part of community it. is a big part 100%. of it yeah i agree with that paul yes this is a little bit silly all right no, i'm gonna ask you anyway well, hurry i thought about this really hard actually this this was difficult for me to think about oh, last night I was, a, I was there thinking what kind of silly question can i ask paul because i don't really know but who would win a hot dog eating contest? SpongeBob SquarePants or David Hasselhoff? <laughs> D D David Hasselhoff, because he exists. No, 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 no. That's wrong. It is wrong. I, I got SpongeBob because he doesn't. <laughs> right. He's like, <laughs> I hate you. I know, right? All right. Last question. Uh, Jackie, what was the last movie you watched? And would you recommend it to a friend? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Didn't expect that. Trying, That's I'm not like, even I'm, related. I'm, my, my brain is like going <laughs> blank right now. Um, oh, I think, I think the last one I watched was, I was really bored. I watched Dirty Dancing. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, yes, I love really? that movie. Nobody but, puts um, baby in a corner. That's right. Exactly. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting to me though. I feel like I'm watching the movie from a different perspective. Yeah. This time, like I'm going back and watching older movies and kind of just in the light of, things that are going on right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I just, I look at it and I look, watch old eighties movies. And I'm like, wow, this is like, so not politically correct. Like there's so <laughs> much like, how did, how did I watch this? Like, right. It just, it, it gives you, I mean, I can still watch it and go, okay, it's, it's a movie about dancing and the passion. of right. dancing. Like I can look at it from that aspect, but it kind of, yeah. There are definitely time capsules. And, yeah, and yeah. not only like, with the times, but you think of how much your perspective has changed after, mm -hmm. you know, being a mother of two and the oh, things yeah. that you've gone through and, yeah. and being in a marriage. And I, mm -hmm. I know, I noticed that really makes everything look a lot different to me. And, and it makes me sadder sometimes because it's like, <laughs> it's, it, it's like, well, you, well, Paul, you'll, you're, you'll Paul, see you're a not scene. a mother or two, buddy. I no, but, <laughs> but as a father, things hit you different. Right, it's right, it's right. different when it's, uh, you know, it's a group, it's a family of three, mm. and then the killers come yeah. out. And when you're 21 years old and you see right. a baby get shot out of a cannon, it's hilarious. <laughs> but, but, but when you're 40, when you're 46, it's not as fun. It's like, oh, that, your, no. your perspective yeah. changes. Right. You're, right. you're putting yourself in a different character. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, damn. I really, I really enjoyed the show. I could probably go on. I could do a Joe Rogan and go for three hours for this, but I know we can't really do it. But uh, that is the end of the show. I want to uh, thank you, Jackie, for be Jackie Lewis, for being on the show. I really, really appreciate you having having you thanks, on the show today. Thanks so. for having me. It's awesome. Um, where can people find you on the internet if they want to learn more and possibly buy your work? Um, probably the best way to find me is actually on Instagram. It's the account that I keep most up to date. 
So I am pyrography. I probably need to spell that out. It's P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. And then it's an underscore artist, underscore Jackie, underscore Lewis. Awesome. Um, L-E-W-I-S. Yeah. Um, and that kind of has some of my contact information on there already. Um, if someone wanted to email me, it's just jewelry by Jackie 2015 at Gmail. Um, but yeah, that's probably the best place to kind of keep up with me, see what I'm working on and kind of let people know where I'm showing mm-hmm. my work locally. Mm-hmm. So Very cool. So I'm going into the show. Paul, uh-huh. you're over here looking at your phone, buddy. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to add Jackie on Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, he, do, he likes to do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this out loud. He likes to do this during the show, so I think it, I think he feels good about it, so he can get out there and say, I, I did it during this show. <laughs> yeah, and and I was having trouble keeping up with the address, biography underscore artist Sorry. Jack. So I just typed in Jackie yeah. Lewis and Instagram, and bam, there you are. Oh, so, wow. Really? Okay. I didn't yeah, know yeah. I was that popular. Yep, wow. it, it came right up, and <laughs> you, now I'm I following I figured you. there was at least three million Jackie Lewis's no, out there. I, so. I can say without a doubt <laughs> that um, researching you was not as difficult as I thought. I wish there was a lot more out there on you, but I'm really pretty excited yeah. about it. You're You're easy to find. So that's cool. Well, that's good to know. I I try. I'm not so good at the whole like social media, yeah. you know, advertisement part of it. But I think know. everybody listening to the show needs to go follow Jackie and yes. show some love <laughs> and buy really. some, buy yeah, some support yeah, yeah, support yeah. a local artist. And that's that's uh, uh something that that I think that uh, we don't talk about enough on yeah. here. It's it's like this is how. We want to know how we can support each other. We support each mm-hmm. other by promoting other artists. Right. We support each other by by um, if we like something another artist does, you do it. You know, put your money where your mouth is. Buy buy something, right? And mm-hmm. and don't be threatened. You know, tell your friends about. Yeah, uh, they're all. You know, the, what do they say? The the rising tide lifts all ships, and we got to yeah, be there yeah, for yeah. each other because uh, nobody else says we got to be there for each other. Well, the thing is with Jackie's work, if you have anything in your home that's made out of wood, that is just kind of mundane, <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's my cutting board. Oh, mm-hmm. it's my this thing. It's my that. Go there and get it custom made with artwork yeah. on it. That is so fucking cool. I really, really dig it. So I don't know. I just, I'm really, uh, I'm going to have to throw something your way because I, I just, sure. I get all kinds of things in my head that I want done. <laughs> You're just going to start <laughs> shipping me random wooden, yeah, wooden yeah. items. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm like, do, do my frame, put my frame together, do art mm-hmm. on the frame. That would be, that would be really cool. Anyway, we're going to call this show finished. I wanted to uh, go through my process of saying, share this episode, subscribe if you are not already. I'd love to you. Uh, I'd love for you to give me a review on the show. Give me and Paul a review. Just call us out, whatever you want to do, good or bad. I don't I, care if you I like it. I'm not reading it. I don't care what people think. I do care what people. Well, think. I know you do, I, but I don't. Well, I want to learn. I want to get better. You know, I'm glad you're here, Paul. <laughs> give, Mike, give Mike a review. Don't give yeah, me a review. Yeah, yeah. Crap on me if you have to. But once again, I am Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast. I'm thankful you shared your time with us, and I'm hopeful that you become a regular to my little lounge here we got going on. You can find links for Paul and I in the show notes or by visiting allwalksofart.simplecast.com. That's A L L W A L K S. O-F-A-R-T dot simplecast.com 
Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Thanks. Really it was awesome. So much fun. Um, I had something else in my notes, and I'm, I'm trying to read ahead on it. I, well, what is it? Read it. It's right I'm, there. I think I'm drunk, Paul. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's, it's motorcycle 30. I got to get out here and get right? on my bike. Jackie, Paul, it was a pleasure having you both on the show, and I am so thankful that you took the time to spend time with me today on the show. I had a great time. Cheers to you both. Thank you. 